What makes a business valuable? On today's episode, I'm going to continue along down the path of trying to help you understand how to increase the value of your business. So stay tuned as I talk through another important thing to know. Let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of Dylan's Podcast. I'm Dylan Gallagher. This is my podcast where I get to share some thoughts on what it means to be an entrepreneur, what it means to run a business. As an entrepreneur, it can be tough to have good conversations with people that actually know what you're going through. And I like to think I'm one of those people that could probably tell you a little bit about what you're experiencing and uh, hopefully can relate to you and the struggles that you're having. Um, as you know, if you listened to last week's episode, maybe the week before that, that are uh, just in the middle of launching MLENow.com, which is um, a platform meant to help entrepreneurs figure out what the value of their business is using a pretty widely accepted calculation. And if you run that calculation time and time and time and time again, you'll end up being able to see whether the value of your business is going up or down, and that should cause you to ask a bunch of questions and get help from not only the Emily Now community, but from other people in your in your circle that you trust. And uh, in an effort to try and help sort of flush out some of the things that I've learned in building this platform and in working with entrepreneurs, I'm using this podcast to help explore some of those topics. And today the topic is, what makes a business valuable? On the heels of last week's episode, I had some folks reach out to me and um, <laughs> thank me for reminding them why their business valuation sucked. And uh, more importantly, wanted to actually dig in and try to understand what makes their business valuable. And if there's no, there's no kind of master list of what makes your business valuable, it's a whole series of things. Uh, recognizing that value is usually the byproduct of how profitable your business is and how profitable your business is is a byproduct of how well it can deliver um, a solution to a problem in the marketplace and do it in a way uh, that the customer uh, has an amazing experience and it far surpasses whatever else they might be doing to solve that same problem. So as you step backwards through that, value can be a very, very subjective uh, variable. Lots of different folks look at value lots of different ways. Uh, the intention for me in launching emilynow.com was to create a baseline for doing that. One way to do it. There's lots of ways, but this is one way to do it. And if you were going to continue to use the same calculation to calculate your business's value, then you would be able to um, to watch and see what's happening with it. So today, I'm going to address the question, what makes a business valuable? There are some very sort of basic things, even though there isn't a master list, there are some basic things that make your business valuable. And... Um, Probably the, the most, probably the easiest way to start is to say what makes a business valuable is somebody else's ability to come and run it. And um, that can frustrate a lot of entrepreneurs because many entrepreneurs find themselves right in, like, right in the, the guts of what their business is doing. They're making decisions on a day-to-day level about what needs to be done. Uh, Oftentimes, they have a team of people that report up to them, if not the entire organization, depending on how big the business actually is. And so that business is less valuable than a business that can run on its own, produce profit, without the entrepreneur showing up every day to make sure that things are getting done. Now, entrepreneurs, many entrepreneurs, by definition, are 
um, control freaks. They want to be the center of attention because they're the ones that generally have the experience or the context for what it is that their business does, and they don't want to see it messed up by other people. And so it's very natural that everything would roll up to an entrepreneur. However, it's amazing what happens when an entrepreneur is able to rise just one level above that. They're able to uh, maybe hire a general manager or put together a management team that takes care of the day-to-day work involved in the business. Because entrepreneurs generally are not excellent at running the daily affairs of the business. They might be good at it, but they're not excellent at it. They're not an accountant. They're not a sales uh, person. They're not a marketing coordinator. They're not a customer service rep. They're not an administrative assistant. Even though they can do all of those job tasks, they're probably not the best person to be doing all of them. And so a smart entrepreneur, an entrepreneur that's looking to build a valuable business will put the best people in the best roles to get the best result possible. And there's that old saying that good people never cost you money. So part of the trick is to be able to hire great people. And in order to hire great people, you've got to give them latitude so that they can do their job and demonstrate to you or evidence to you that they either are the right person for the job or they are not the right person for the job. But an amazing thing happens when an entrepreneur is able to rise above the daily grind of what the business is doing every day. And that's what makes a business valuable. Because once an entrepreneur, A, is generating enough margin and enough profit that not only can they pay for the costs of the business, including their excellent team, they too can still take a drawing from the business, whether they do that through a salary or a management fee or a dividend. In order for their business, a business that can do that is clearly valuable because now the entrepreneur Uh, doesn't have a a job duty in the business. Really what they have is the ability to uh, contemplate and figure out how to get a better result out of the people and the resources that they have available to them. So there's a couple of things I've said there that I think are worth diving into a little bit. First of all, creating enough profit margin that the business can support an entrepreneur that is leading the direction of the business but isn't involved in the daily tasks of the business is really really difficult to do that's kind of like the first milestone that i think a lot of entrepreneurs try to get through as they find their way towards building a valuable business a really valuable business a business that someone would pay for is that they have put together a management team the business can afford that management team the business can afford that management team plus can get money over to the over to the owner over to the entre- over to the entrepreneur, um, because an investor would look at that, or someone acquiring the business would look at that and say, "Great, I could purchase this business. I don't need to be an expert at this business because it looks like the business has the systems and the people and the resources that are all working together to produce a profit, and I'm simply paying for the right to have access to that profit." An entrepreneur who owns the business the access to that profit would look like a management fee or a dividend, or maybe they put themselves on payroll. Um, For an investor, it would look like maybe a yearly dividend or every, you know, maybe they just keep rolling the money into the business to fund a growth strategy. But the ability for an entrepreneur to step outside of the management team, rise above it, and then lead the team uh, by leveraging the resources and the skills of the people is, uh, is, a, is a goal worth reaching. So if you're an entrepreneur right now and you're grinding it out in your business and you're saying, Dylan, I would love to create more profit. Dylan, I would love to create, I know that if I can create more profit, that means my business is going to be more valuable. What I'm telling you now is you got to be able to create profit to uh, build value, no question about it. But if you're looking for a reasonable goal 
to work towards, that goal should be extricating yourself from the business and working, it's the old saying, work on your business, not in your business. And it's really, really true. If you're an investor and you have the choice of buying one of two businesses, you buy a business where the only reason the business works is is because the entrepreneur shows up every day or answers his phone every hour of the day or every minute of the day, or you can buy a business where the entrepreneur, his phone's not buzzing off the hook, his inbox isn't filling up with hundreds of emails, and the business is able to perform its duties, it's able to deliver a solution to the marketplace, get paid for it, and the entrepreneur doesn't need to be involved in the day-to-day work that is associated with delivering that solution. If you're an investor, which business are you gonna buy? The answer is obvious. You're going to buy the business that doesn't require the entrepreneur to be on call 24-7. You're going to buy the business where the entrepreneur is able to, with your help maybe as an investor, drive the growth of that business somewhere. So that's the first point. If you're an entrepreneur looking to set a goal, the goal should be, hey, I've got to get myself over and above this business. Uh, In order to do that, I have to be able to generate the profit margin needed to not only pay for the people that are going to end up doing all the jobs I'm doing now, but it's also still got to be able to pay me. That's a really, really hard milestone to get past. In order to get past that milestone, there's one that comes up even before that, and that is one of business processes. That's one where you have a CRM system or a sales system that is able to track and monitor everything that your, your sales and marketing team is working on. It requires having an accounting system that is tied into, in some measure, either through process or just today through APIs and direct connections, is tied into your sales system and maybe into your operation system. It requires having an operation system. It, it requires having a way to um, uh, ensure that your admin team and that your production staff are able to deliver the actual product or service that your team um, offers to the marketplace. So you need processes and you need systematization. And the classic small business is, well, everyone just kind of knows what they do. Great. So here's the test. If you told one person to leave for a week and they couldn't answer their phone and they couldn't answer their email, would the business make it to the following week? Would payroll still go? Would bills still get paid? Would products still get delivered? Would sales still get completed? Oftentimes the answer is no. Small businesses are notorious for over-leveraging the people that are on their team, not because the entrepreneur is, uh, is trying to be difficult, it's just how it goes. You know, an entrepreneur uh, who's building a business doesn't know what the business needs all the time because they see it through their lens. They don't really see it through the lens of building a team that needs tools and resources to do their job. And so um, they just end up asking people to work longer hours. They ask people to do uh, a variety of job tasks without necessarily getting paid for it because the entrepreneur hasn't really figured out how the margin in their business works and how they can actually afford to pay for people. So as an entrepreneur, if you want to rise above the business and work on the business, not in the business, then you've got to create enough profit, enough profit margin in order to cover the management team who's replacing you. And in order to replace the management team and generate that profit, your management team has to be working on some infrastructure, utilizing business processes and business tools and business resources that can ensure they're going to be successful. And so instead of telling people how to do their job, you're able to tell people what is re, what, um, 
what your experience lends itself to helping them with. And so, um, you know, the kind of the classic example is, is an accountant will say, look, I, I, uh, here are my financial, here are the financial statements for the business. And the entrepreneur will assume that the financial statements are correct. However, the entrepreneur with their knowledge and their experience based on the product or service that the business offers should be able to look at those financial statements and say, but wait a minute, help me to understand why we're not able to make more money. If we're not able to make more money, that's usually because our costs are too high or our price is too low or we are purchasing um, inferior components or products as part of what we do or we have strategic partners that, you know, they're not really as strategic as we think they are. So instead of an accountant just delivering the result to the entrepreneur, the entrepreneur should be look using their knowledge to really press on the accountant and say, hey, how can we do better here. Here are the specific things that I need to understand. Or it could look like if sales targets aren't being hit, an entrepreneur should be able to sit with the sales team on a very regular basis until it starts becoming obvious that it's not needed and be able to say, look, you're not quite doing it the way I would do it. Here's what I would suggest. Um, marketing is another one. You know, you hire a digital SEO team or, or a social media team because you think they're awesome. But your ability to contribute to their success is going to produce a greater result than leaving them to their own devices to get the result just because you think they have the title, they should be able to do the job. So there's a lot of stuff to to unpack there around the idea of what makes a business valuable. And what makes a business valuable is a business that runs with the entrepreneur being able to contribute value to the business in terms of helping people do a better job in terms of making sure there are better resources available instead of an entrepreneur that's responsible for running the business because an investor or another company that wants to acquire um, wants to acquire a firm is going to be is going to place less value on a business that isn't sort of self-sufficient that's probably the easiest way to say it and they will place a disproportionate amount of of value um, for a business that is self-sufficient where the entrepreneur whether they showed up this week next week or the following week they weren't required to ensure that the business remained profitable and you know some entrepreneurs think they can step away from their business and their business would still be profitable until they do, and then they get frustrated. Their business isn't profitable because they they didn't realize how much what they didn't realize their role. Their role was to not just put a management team in and walk away. Their role was to say, okay, how can I assist the management team in making sure that they hit the objectives that I have laid down for them? So that's what makes a business valuable. And I think if you've read any of the books that come off the shelves. I guess, come off the shelves. Any of the books that are available on Amazon or on any of the online sites, what you'll learn, what you'll discover is, uh, you know, a, a, um, um, a common pattern. And that pattern is that a business has to be self-sufficient. And it's very hard to do that. But there's a couple of benchmarks that you can work through. So the first one is, as an entrepreneur, can you get other people to do the job that you're doing uh, without you having to do it for them. So are there systems, processes, resources in place to establish that? Then secondly, can you make your business profitable enough that it can afford to pay people to do the various jobs that you are doing now so that you can step away from the day-to-day -day tasks and focus on strategy and really leveraging and getting a better return out of the assets on your balance sheet and the people inside of your business? So this was a question that was sort of brought up as I heard back from folks after last week's episode about 
why a business valuation may not be where you want it to be. And I felt I would start with just sort of some just some high-level basic answers to what makes a business valuable. And so if the business can be self-sufficient, that is a much more valuable business than a business that is not. And I think what I'm going to talk about uh, in the next episode, because there's a question that really comes on the back of this, which is, well, if I'm building a valuable business, why am I building a valuable business? And so tune in to next week's episode, because I'm going to give you, again, just some very simple um guideposts or benchmarks um, to use uh, in answering that question. Why am I building a valuable business? And I'm going to break it down and try to give you some direction on that. Um, so if um, if you've got any questions, I'd encourage you to reach out to me. I'm a pretty easy guy to get a hold of. LinkedIn is always uh, kind of, not always, seems to be the best way to get a hold of me, although email is good. Um, I hang around on Twitter because I find it very enjoyable. So you can DM me uh, on Twitter if you want. And uh, you can also just phone and text. My information is pretty easy to to get. So um, I hope you found this week's episode helpful. If you did, share it, rate it, give it to someone, forward it, copy a link, stick it in a text message. uh, Because you might be surprised by how many people you can help just by pointing them in the direction of content like this that is meant to be very specific and try to and, and try to help you get a little further down the line. So thanks for tuning in to this week's episode and I sure hope that you download next week's as well.